This podcast brought to you by Earthlink. It's Saturday, January 7th, 2006. I'm Molly Wood, author of CNET's Buzz Report. And I'm Tom Merritt, author of CNET's The Real Deal. Welcome to CNET's Buzz Out Loud, podcast of indeterminate length. We are here live at CES 2006 with our fabulous producer, Veronica, over there in the booth. She's Hello. way over and there. And our fabulous real live studio audience right in front of us. Yay! I love when they clap. Look, it's Mo, one of the boys from Boston. <laughs> it's Mo, one of the boys from Boston. He's been here two days in a row, which is incredibly impressive considering that for multiple days in a row, we have told people the wrong time <laughs> at which we will be recording we the podcast. We finally said the right time. I know. And we've uh, exponentially increased the number of podcast listeners in the audience because we have like five to seven today. I know. Whereas yesterday we had three and the first day we had one. Yeah. We had five to seven show up at one o'clock, which is when we told them we were going to be doing it. Um <laughs> Okay, so hey, here's what happened today. I left the stage again. Finally. For the second again. day like, in a row. Finally. And I went to the North Hall. Yeah, have you seen that? Oh, yeah. It's like Too Fast, Too Furious. I remember when I, when I was here in 2001, there was like, wow, there's a few car things here. Right. And now it's like the whole thing's just pimped now, out. Now almost every booth has a car in every hall. But that over there, crazy. Like glowing, shining cars and the noises. And there's like a Mustang Shelby over there that I almost died when I saw. And yeah, it doesn't seem very, I don't know. When you first look at it, at first blush, it didn't seem that techy to me. I mean, then I saw the ones that have the, obviously, the in-dash computer and the GPS. But one of them is just one, just a big stereo. Yeah. It's called the Beast. Oh, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> you see that? It just like fills up the back of the, the car, Yeah, right? I kind of wanted to plug my ears just when I got close to it. <laughs> I didn't hear it, thankfully. It's weird. That was when Veronica and I were walking the earth like Kane from Kung Fu. I didn't hear it either, but... That's only because I was there before the masses came. I'm sure that people are suffering permanent ear damage as we speak, thanks Cup, to the beast. A couple of products I saw today. Uh, the Sling Media folks, you know, we're always ranting and raving about the Sling Box. Oh, yes, how, mostly how, raving. How wonderful it is. Uh, they have a new version called the Sling Portable. Ooh. It's actually not a new version. It's I saw just software. Too, so if you already own the Sling Box, which if you don't know, lets you watch television from any inter- internet-connected PC, you can now watch your television from any cell phone. And this is your own television, right? It's, yep. You know, I have DirecTV at home. I can watch my DirecTV programs, use my TiVo all over a smartphone. Yeah, it's very cool. And it I, works, too. It's really I, cool. I know. I saw, I, yesterday, we saw it yesterday in action. One of the Sling yeah. guys just kind of came by with his smartphone and was showing us the whole deal and he had his DVR up menu. It looked amazing. Is yeah, it only, I ordered um, some pay-per-view. Is it only Windows uh, 5.0 <laughs> nice mobile? Four and five. Four and five? Oh, it is. Yep. So oh. no, no Palm No, no Palm. Okay. Although they said they're going to try to roll out, they're going to try to roll out for other formats later this year, but initially just Windows Mobile 4 and 5. Good. It is sweet. I, this year's CES seems to be all about not just watching TV, but getting TV everywhere you go because you never can be without TV. Which well, I admit I kind of relate to. And high definition. And high definition. Everything in high definition, including the quad SLI from NVIDIA. That's that just thing is gorgeous. ridiculous. I think I shorted out their vendor model when I was salivating over it yesterday. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Plus, you're sick, too. You got germs all over the quad SLI. Nasty. It cured me. <laughs> it but probably yeah, no, could. The thing is, it has four GeForce cards in it, and they're all synced together. So you have to actually have two extra power cords coming out of the back I of know. it just to power the graphics cards. And then it syncs the video together to give you a high-definition output. It's unbelievable. I saw it actually. I saw that install at the Dell booth because that's what they have in right. the Renegade, um, the XPS 600 Renegade that we talked about yesterday. It just 
is ridiculous. And on their thirty and their new thirty inch widescreen display, um, it looks okay. Yeah, and that's what it's optimized for. You know? Oh, just okay. Huh? Yeah, it looks yeah. fine. Didn't, didn't I'd take look bad. it? Look like a black. I think and white it's gonna television. be like roughly a fourteen thousand dollars setup, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could sell a kidney or something. Yeah, you still have one, right? <laughs> I have that one. Uh, speaking of televisions, we talked yesterday about TiVo and, and we the Series 3 rumors. All we were excited. all excited. Series Remember? 3 and would we be were like, HD, digital media recorder, yep. and cable ready. And TiVo said, um, yeah, sorry. We left that out in the press room, but... That's not, not coming yet. Yeah, like we're not really doing that right now. John Falcone said that the uh, confusion uh. apparently arose when it was left out in the press room, and it's intended as a technology demo. They're not announcing it yet, but you know what? Guess what, folks? Too late. I know. Seriously. We're all well, about and it. you know what? Get that thing out. People have been waiting for two tuners and standalone TiVo for how freaking long? Oh, yeah, we Get it out, or you're tuners, going right. to be dead before it hits the market. You're killing me, TiVo. They drive me crazy. Meanwhile, Dell's getting fickle. This is so this interesting. Yeah, Michael Dell had a keynote yesterday here at CES, and he hinted that it was, in fact, a distinct possibility that Dell might switch to Intel or to AMD. You mean from Intel? From to Intel AMD. to AMD. Yes. It loses all of its power when I screw it up. <laughs> Dell anyway, it's might big switch news. to AMD. Thanks. That stopped a couple people I out know. there, actually. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Dell has been so steadfastly loyal to Intel that it's almost just been. Frankly, heartwarming. You just don't see that kind of monogamy anymore. But now, I mean, we Cena has done tons of different benchmarking tests and shown that the dual core AMDs are outperforming the dual core Intels. And Intel themselves said, "Yeah, it's true. We rushed our dual core product out the door, and it's not as fast as it could be." Well, let's let's pull back the hype a little bit. What he actually said, the direct quote is, Realist. "Switching to AMD would be a distinct possibility." I'm not saying he's going to switch, but that is the most, that's the strongest statement he's made yet. It's, it definitely Like, is. all of their public statements so far in the past have been, no, absolutely not. We're sticking but with Intel. We have this great up. partnership. He might be just trying to get a better deal out of Intel. Maybe. Well, and they have that overclocked dual core Intel in the Renegade. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe they are just trying to, maybe he's just trying to strong arm them. Yeah. Could be something I don't know. like that. It's kind of interesting. Now, you also found this story about a, uh, uh, an antitrust probe related to digital music. Yes, because we've talked a lot on the podcast about ninety-nine cents being, you know, the stuck price, and the record companies wanting to raise the price, and Apple right. resisting, and so what? What's the scoop on? Yeah, this? and that's been a big deal. Obviously, our opinion is that from the consumer's perspective, ninety-nine cents, when you think about it, is almost too much to pay for a digital file. But it is certainly Depends you shouldn't be paying band. anymore. Let's have this argument again. All right. <laughs> Let's go argue about this every day. But anyway, this anyway, could stop it, right? Um, Elliot Spitzer, the crazy New York attorney general who I love, has launched an antitrust probe into record labels' digital music pricing. And, it's a, and apparently it could delay their ability to move away from the 99-cent pricing. So they wouldn't be able to even really necessarily force differential pricing right now. So while the case is going on, they would issue. have to hold off from any yeah. price changing. I wonder if Steve Jobs sent uh, Elliot Spitzer a little note. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, listen, I've been, really, I've been behind this 99 cents thing. I don't want to have to pull a Michael Dell <laughs> and say we're moving away from it. Anyway, I think, that's, I think that's really interesting, and I'd wonder what the antitrust argument is. Like, could it be some sort of collusion thing? Like all the record labels getting together saying Probably, some songs should some be Probably some kind of price-fixing uh, thing, which is funny because they all want to have variable pricing. Right. So it seems ironic. Which variable pricing is just price fixing. It's just like, uh, we can get more money from this song. Variable so we're going pricing to. is not price fixing. Okay. Variable pricing is market pricing. 
You can't say that. There's barely any difference. Price fixing is when everybody charges right, th- the same. That's irresponsible. I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably will charge it anyway. Elliot Spitzer is on the case, so they don't need me. All right, let's move on to uh, Google because Google. It's, it's hard to get through an entire podcast without talking about them. But uh, we talked mostly about the announcement yesterday because the rumors were all, as usual with Google, proving to be true. Yeah, uh, except for the Cube. So Google Video uh, was announced. They're going to have shows from CBS and games from the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll have shows from a bunch of other different sources like ITN that we didn't talk about. Right. Uh, so they'll, they'll have a wide variety. And... They, uh, they said that there will be variable pricing. <laughs> the different people will charge different amounts. CBS is going to charge the $1.99, same as what you would charge on iTunes. Right. But they also said the but video iTunes from Google will play that. on the iPod, which oh, is something we didn't know yesterday. That is interesting. That makes a big difference. But it sounds like, unfortunately, I actually saw this article in Forbes today about how like poor Bill Gates and poor Google, they just can't seem to manage a Steve Jobs caliber presentation oh, well, yeah. ever. And part of the problem with the Google thing is that apparently everybody left the keynote yesterday thinking, hot damn, Google Video is up and running now. Yeah, and it's and, uh, not. Right now, as of this second, Barney versus Tupac <laughs> is the leading video on the Google Video site. Awesome. So I don't yes. think that's quite... CSI. Apparently, uh, it is quoted on News.com. Co-founder Larry Page said in his keynote speech, beginning today, CBS's CSI, Survivor, NCIS, and Amazing Race will be available for download for $1.99 each. But it's Maybe if you just, like, you know, sneak into the labs, hack the URL, you can find it. Maybe. Maybe that's what they're available. Maybe. Just not readily. So it's exciting, but it's sort of like TiVo Series 3 exciting. (laughs) Another thing that's exciting. We said we have that, but we don't really. A uh, new P2P media player project could, uh, this is according to a Slashdot posting, could allow mobile music devices to automatically transfer media files from other players running the same software. This is kind of similar to our tunes, which is that little device that lets you snoop around on an iTunes network and take music from other iTunes. This would work on actual mobile media players. So So what's confusing to me is would you be potentially transferring those media files from people who don't know it? Yeah. It's a blue scenario basically. Well, it's not exactly bluejacking because you're not doing anything well, to them. Well, it's not specifically bluejacking. What, what the fear is is that you could have a file that is corrupt or not what it says it is. Right. And, and, you know, this could actually but that's be, true of regular P2P as well. Yeah, definitely. But this could actually be the one application that helps cell phone viruses spread. Because so far, true. There, are, there have been mobile viruses, but they're pretty self-contained because there's no easy transfer method. But if people were just taking files from each other willy-nilly on the subway, yeah. it seems like you'd have a security problem The project there. is called Push Music. It's a mobile peer-to-peer music listening and sharing. It's sharing. It's sharing. Molly, it's not stealing. It's sharing. It is sharing. Or as Slashdot puts it, a nightmare scenario for the RIAA. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the FCC and the telco metering of ISPs, a little bit about hybrids, Motorola, and Google again. Coming up. Do you believe anything is possible? At Earthlink, we do. We believe the same company that delivers your lightning-fast DSL connection can deliver your home phone service and wireless service, too. One company for all your communication needs. Visit earthlink.net and start believing today. Earthlink, we revolve around you. And we're back. Wow. You guys didn't even have to hear the ad. The audience is like, what? You're going away? This is how we experience the podcast. Yes. We just wait a minute. <laughs> and we don't have to listen to it. Um, we have talked a lot, if you're a regular podcast listener, you know, about telcos saying, kind of hinting more and more in the marketplace that they're going to look at metering. Especially act, basically, Bell South and, and SBC, SBC, nay, AT&T. Right. Have kind of come out and said they think that they should be able to 
charge premiums for access, essentially, to web pages. And now the FCC is saying, I don't think that's a very good idea. Well, you know, the quote they have in the register has the FCC chairman saying, I would be concerned if you talked about network providers blocking access to content the consumers want. And that isn't exactly what the telcos are saying. What they want to do is let people have faster access on their right. lines if they pay. So but, all content would move, well, that's but what content they, that pays goes faster. That's what they say they want to do, but the slippery slope, the very well, yeah. obvious slippery slope argument to that is that if you don't pay and you can't pay and you aren't willing to pay, that potentially people will have no access to your content, which is, of course, what people are worried about. And another thing in this Register article, Bell South is apparently already negotiating with one movie download provider to take a cut of the fee delivered for each film, according to the paper. See, how can that be legal? That's ridiculous. Oh, that's according to the Wall Street Journal. That's the paper the Register is referring to. That's so it's not friend of right. a friend rumor. So anyway, hopefully the FCC will move quickly to not let that happen because it's not okay. Also in the Register story, FYI, they said that it was really hard to pay attention to what the FCC guys were saying because they saw a naked girl. Oh, because it was at the at Sands CES, Convention it was at the Center Sands. right next to Adult X. Yeah. Yes. Which is funny because so, it's the FCC. Yay for you. But I know, um, exactly. Ha ha. Now, uh, I like this story. I don't like this story because I own a hybrid. I know, dude. You're totally over. I am. I'm, I'm so last year. Apparently in LA, the hybrid is over. It's just so last year. You know, for a while, everyone was buying it. Cameron Diaz had one. I don't know. Everybody That's had to I have the one. Prius. That's why Tom bought it because he's a total follower. You have Cameron Diaz. Of <laughs> Cameron Diaz. But apparently, Hollywood tastemakers and hipsters are already onto another gasoline alternative, biodiesel. Oh, yeah. I want That's my car to cool smell thing. like French fries. I think all of L.A. potentially could smell like Actually, French fries. Actually, these are pretty cool. Have you seen any yeah, of these? No, they're very cool. Actually, um, my favorite too. car ever, Stanley, the Stanford DARPA mobile. Is a biodiesel Touareg. Oh, he Volkswagen ran on stage Touareg. during the Google keynote. I know. Right? Yeah. I and love you, Stanley. You've gotten to sit in him. Yes. I have Name almost dropper. pushed the button that switched him from manual they to automatic. They had to automatic. you, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said, please don't push that. Please, please don't touch the button. So all you folks who do everything Hollywood stars do, go buy a biodiesel car. Biodiesel is not necessarily the same as the French fry gas, though. I mean, it's, it is, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to smell like French fries. Well, it's not. There just, are biodiesel stations yeah, where it's actually. Yeah, you can get soy-based vegetable. You can smell yeah. like whatever you want. I, I saw and a they show. They sell them in different scents. What's I saw a show where they used um, the oil from a, from a Mexican restaurant. I saw that, said, too. Was that, um, that was Dirty Jobs, wasn't yes. it? Yeah. And yeah. they, like, every time you drove down the street, it smelled like burritos. Smelled like burritos. Which And awesome. I think that would probably be my dream come true. I think you have a whole new marketing plan there. Instead of leaded or unleaded, you could be like. You know, Mexican, fresh vegetables, or French fries. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you want. It's, it's the new air freshener, biodiesel. <laughs> Freshening um, the entire Actually, in the Bay Area, air. I see a lot of old, of classic Mercedes that are biodiesel. Like, they have the oh, little yeah? biodiesel thing on the license plate holder. Because I think that's a pretty popular car, because it's cool looking, but it's diesel, so it's super dirty. But then people convert it. Because apparently it's fairly simple to convert it. And I know that the TDI Golf, the Volkswagen Golf... Um, which I think they didn't let the 2005 model into the U.S. because the emissions were so bad. <laughs> but apparently you can use biodiesel in it with almost no modification. And then the emissions would go down. And then the emissions would go away, yeah. But so, unfortunately right. that wasn't enough. That argument did not get it into the States in 2005. Hey, it's a two-Google podcast because uh, there's a thing on Slashdot, a little bit here, that Motorola wants to add a button to their phones to let you, allow, let you access Google's search engine. I, talk, I talked one, about that yesterday. Touch. I mentioned that yesterday on the podcast. You, you did? did? Yes. Wow, I totally oh. have seen I said a new Motorola phone is really have Google integrated really with them. Oh. Yeah. Did, maybe you oh just didn't God. say the button. I didn't say the button. <laughs> See, it's a button. You okay, got to say I the forgot, button. I button, Veronica. The button. I'm sorry. 
All right. Um, I don't know. That's cool. Old Although news. I personally have a whole rant, and I think I'm going to write a column about how I'm just very disappointed with the state of web browsing on mobile devices. Like, not enough sites have any kind of mobile site and mobile alternative, so you can never trust that it's going to be there when you need it. I don't yeah. know. I, pers- I find it very difficult, and I'm a diehard Trio user. I'm all about the data. I'm all about the browsing and the and that access on the web. On I the tell you, I mean, device, I pretty much use it to access weather and sports scores. I know. It's super aggravating. That's about it. And then the browsers are just not good, and they have cookie problems all the time. It's just super annoying. Yeah, it'll never catch on. Yeah, that whole web mobile mobile thing isn't that's over. Did you talk about the 3D TV no, yesterday, not. Veronica? No. Okay, just check. <laughs> we can do that. That's cool. That's okay. a, just our last last thing before we get to emails. Um, so you you found this story? Yeah, I, Phillips apparently is saying here at CES that they hope in about two years to introduce a high definition television that can play 3D content. Now, wasn't that the big deal with Superman, the original movie? It was supposed to be 3D without the glasses. This the same sort of thing. Maybe, I don't know. But if movies were actually going to come out in 3D, then that would potentially help to validate the next generation DVD format. Because if you've got 50 gigs on a DVD, then you can probably get all the information that you need, right, to make it, to have a 3D movie. Well, you combine this with a, a television on a watch and a jetpack, and suddenly we are living the Jetsons. <laughs> Finally. God. And uh, well, Because I already saw the robot that cleans the floors. I know. I love that. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> all right. Email. Oh, yes. We got some good emails, which we finally were able to check. Yes, yes, Because we figured yes. out how to use our internet. Oh, yeah, the interweb. It's fun. Joe, Not on our mobile devices, though, on our huge <laughs> well, this laptops, is mobile, as you can right? see. Uh, Joe wrote in and True. said, after learning about the Sony eBook reader, he decided to visit Connect.com. He was very excited about it, only to find that Sony hates Firefox. <laughs> the site would not let him into the site <laughs> until he upgraded, he quote, unquote, to IE 5.0. Carrot grown. Sony seems to be their <laughs> own worst enemy. They make amazing gear Aww. and make it near impossible to buy or use. Am I the only one with deep ambivalence towards Sony? Cries Joe. <laughs> well, you don't have deep ambivalence. No, <laughs> deep anger. <laughs> Does anyone else here have deep ambivalence towards Sony in the audience? Deep ambivalence. They deep willing ambivalence. Willing to admit it. A few people are willing it to step forward. It is frustrating though because you do Most see that stuff. Most down in his chair back there. And it seems so cool. And then this kind of thing happens. It's, I think their own worst enemy is probably the best way to put that. Another Firefox-related email here from Sam. He says, on the Microsoft Downloads page, and I have yet to go and verify this, he says, when you are using Firefox, the screenshots taken to instruct you how to install whatever it is you're installing are from Firefox. Good for them. The Microsoft is just getting soft-hearted. <laughs> Don't be fooled. No, I know. We'll I'm waiting. See. The hammer's going to fall here. But maybe this now. means that there will never be any IE7. The betas are it. Yeah. I'll be like, eh, I don't know, Firefox better. Can you imagine? That's not going to happen. They'll buy Firefox. That's what will happen. Um, we did get an email about Google Video from Zio Spike, who wants to nominate Google Video for a buzz off uh. because of the reasons that we talked about, which is that the release is not there, for one thing. But then also, he says, it annoys me that services like this, iTunes Video, Music Match Radio, et cetera, are released in the States and then never make it across the water. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's true. It's not just Google. Uh, I know. A lot of companies get buzzed off for that. Yep. You know, we didn't get Veronica into this episode enough. It's, it's tough having her way over She's there. She's scared. She doesn't want to talk. Say something to the fans, Veronica. Say hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Frapper map is up to 890. If anybody doesn't know what a Frapper map is, F-R-A-P-P-R.com slash buzz out loud. You can put a little pin cushion in a virtual map. Tell us where you are. And uh, Simon from North Chelmsford wrote in and said... Ours is the 42 of podcasts. 
Oh. Being the answer to life, oh, the universe, wow. and everything. That is awesome. That's high praise. What is the question? High, Simon? high praise. And then finally to Kevin, who cutely sent us his address and his shirt size. Aww. We're not mailing out the t-shirts. You have to come to us, dude. Oh, no, no, no. We have them right here. If only you could see them, Kevin. If only this was a video podcast. We will, uh, but we'll also be at MacWorld Expo in San Francisco with our T-shirts. So I love those T-shirts. Uh, I know they're nice. They're really who soft. Who said that they were listeners of the podcast out here in the audience? Right here, front row, and we got right there. Sweet. There you go. I'm just tossing now them out. Now watch out. These are pretty large T-shirts. Yeah, they're all the same size as Mo already knows, so. Oh, now suddenly oh, everybody's a little... Oh, I see you. We have uh, podcast fans everywhere. And I just n- knocked my get, mic off. Uh, get, uh. All right. That, I don't think people need to listen C-Nut to us grunting as we wing t-shirts. We'll give out the rest as soon as we sign off here. It's buzz at cnut.com or forums, forums.cnut.com. Look for the Buzz Out Loud Lounge. Mm-hmm. And uh, phone calls we'll get back to middle, late next week once we get back from Macworld. Uh, which we will be at Macworld next yes, week. Yes, we'll be broadcasting, broadcasting live. live from Macworld. So, see you then. More t shirts for everyone. Bye.